You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hi, this is Mick, and you are listening to a Chirp Radio artist interview. I am on the line with Daryl of the Bull Weevils. How are you doing, Daryl? I'm doing great. Uh, so you have a new album coming out. It's called Essentials. It is your first album with the band in 14 years. Why such a long wait? You know, it, it's a long wait, I guess, to put it in the simplest of terms. To it, we, we waited because we needed it to be ready. And that sounds really kind of cliche and kind of a, an avoidance kind of tactic to say, God, it took a long time to make your record. So wh- why now? We had a lot of things going on that inhibited us from putting out music. And we had recorded a couple of the songs that are on the LP, because they were the single that were going to be on the record eventually, uh, back in 2015. They came out on a 7-inch on Underground Communique Records in Chicago, the attack scene 7-inch. We kept thinking, okay, we're going to record the rest of the songs. We're going to do an LP. It's going to be great. And, you know, then our original bass player had left. And then finally, about, you know, seven, eight years ago, our bass player, Pete Mittler uh, joined the band. And we'd known Pete since our, our first tours. Like he was our, our driver, our roadie. Never really did any work though as a roadie. Did great driving, but never did any roadieing. And I think we all clicked together. Um, we had matured enough. We clicked together. We had this, you know, newfound, I guess, exuberance about writing music um, because we found our final puzzle piece and we'd, we'd find a click and we'd become a better band. We'd become a different band. And so we finally started putting down more songs and then the pandemic came and we finally had some time really to get into the studio and put down the songs that we had actually created and and i think the time that it took allowed the songs to really mature and to ripen in fact and you know this project essential is is the best thing we put out in our careers and um, I stand by that. And, and I think the time that it took for us to go from the concept of what we wanted to do to really making it come alive, and the time spent was really essential for it to be so good. I feel like you've made a very bold statement saying that this is the best album of your career, seeing as you've already released a seminal album for the Chicago scene, Stick Your Neck Out. What makes you feel like uh, Essential is is ahead of uh, Stick Your Neck Out? So uh, Stick Your Neck Out has its own place because it's like our, our first. That, that That's never going to change. But I mean, as we've grown older, our sound has matured, we've matured, and, and we've gotten to a point where, you know, this recording, this this whole process, was a little different than when we recorded Stick Your Neck Out. We actually took the time to criticize each other for our performances, which we typically didn't do. And if we did, the criticisms in the past became so almost like attacks that we we wouldn't even take them as something that was going to better the band. We were just looking at each of our own performances saying, hey, I did great, put it in there, put it out, and and we're done. But this record, it, it, it was really all of us had input on every player that was involved. We took our time with this. Make this right. Do this. Give the best performance you can give. And, and when I say it's the best performance that we have today, it is to date right now. I mean, the next thing we put out will be the next thing. So never sitting on our laurels to say, hey, I'm going to sit back and you know, this is the best ever. It is the best ever right now. And, and, and I'll stand by that. You see the best of everything. At least you tell yourself 
you describe the process for how this album came together and um, knowing that you've been playing some of these songs live for a couple of years, yeah. it strikes me that in some ways this album came together almost almost like a debut where you had a long time to be working on these songs uh, until you felt like they were right and ready to record and present to people. And I'm wondering if, if that strikes you in a way to hear someone say that this almost sounds like uh, you're describing a debut record several years into your career. I mean, you, you, you started the band in 1989. Right. Um, your first record was in 1994, at least your first LP. Uh, you've been at this for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, it, it does feel kind of like a debut. Everything feels really new with this, despite us being, you know, a, a legacy band, right? You know, which kind of word for an older band. But it, it, it's it's something that is going to be discovered by new people that had, may have never heard us, uh, may have heard about us in rumor, but now they'll get to experience us as their, you know, in, in their first, in the first way that they could experience us with, with this record. And I, I think that a lot of this, we, we took some chances that were, we wouldn't typically do. You know, we got it mixed with Chris Beeble from the Blasting Room, and he mixed mixed the Descendants. He mixes, you know, Rides Against, and it was actually, you know, from a suggestion from Joe Principe. Joe Principe, who plays bass and Rides Against, one of our best friends, one of my best friends. He heard the demos, he heard the record, and he said, "Hey, you should get this mixed at the Blasting Room." And I kind of laughed at him and said, uh, "You know, we don't have Blasting Room money. We're not you. We're not Rides Against. We're not that band." He says, "No, you should." And I'm like, "Ah, whatever." And then when we presented it to Red Scare and, you know, Brendan Kelly said, this is a good record, but you need to get it remixed. You need to mix it someplace else. You need to get this done. We kind of were like, okay. And we said, let's take a chance. So we sent it to the blasting room. Chris got a hold of it. And I will say it, and I've said this in other interviews, um, if, if anybody mixes any of our records, it has to be Chris Beeble. He did an amazing job. He actually caught the essence of what, who we are as a band and brought it out. And he made us sound how we, in our minds, were supposed to sound all along. Did you ever think that you would release this album on another label than uh, Red Scare? I feel like Red Scare is the home for the kind of punk rock that you're doing right now in Chicago. You know, I, it, it was funny because <laughs> Toby said, this was years ago, we were talking about, you know, doing a record and, you know, Toby said to us once, and this is the funniest thing, that he would never put out a record by us. He, he said that unless we were doing a split or the rise against. He he made that as his statement. And we all mature, we all grow. And you know, I, I think that it is kind of the perfect fit. And and Ken was the one who was out kind of shopping the, the record around in the beginning. And he, he had sent it to God everywhere, um, almost. And, and we thought about doing it kind of in a nostalgic way with Doctor Strange. That was one thing that we considered as well. And, you know, I, Doc was willing to put it out. He hadn't put out records for a while, but he, I know he did some really low skull stuff recently, but, you know, it was like that was something we were considering. And when we had a sit down with Brendan and Toby, and they said, yeah, we want to do this. Why would we not do this? And it was really Brendan who was pushing it because, you know, he'd known us since he was a kid, right? You know, with the, you know, um, slapstick and everything back in the day. He's like, yeah, why wouldn't we put this out? You guys are, 
what Chicago punk rock is. You know, you guys are a part of that whole thing with, you know, Ray Guns up there and, and Peg Boy and then it's you guys. It's like, we have to do this. And so we were like, yeah. And then he had the stipulation, get it remixed. You, you got to sound how you're supposed to sound. It would, it, I don't think this would fit any place else right now. I think Red Scare is perfect. The bands on there are great. Um, Toby is just a great friend and it's awesome. You know, Brendan as well. It's, it's a marriage made in heaven. Now, there aren't a lot of people doing the type of punk rock that you're playing right now. It used to be uh, that there are a bunch of bands who are doing kind of that melodic, hardcore, kind of nervous, cookie style of punk. You know, there's not a lot of bands like The Freeze. There's not a lot of bands right. like you out there anymore. Uh, punk kind of sounds more like OK Cool and uh, Pink Squeeze now. Are you nervous at all putting yourself back out there? No, I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I, w- I was thinking about this and the guys, we were talking about this in the band recently that, you know, yeah, we play how we play and we're being true to ourselves. Like we, we everything about this record is still just us grown up. And, and I guess we've grown up to the point where we just can play a little bit better and you know, I can sing a little bit better. But in reality, we only know how to play what we like to play. You know, we like that. We like this melodic hardcore that we play and we're not going to slow down. I don't think we know how to play slow in any way, shape or form. You know, Pete Mittler says it all the time. He's like, no, Nobody plays the music that we're playing anymore. And we just do. And, and so it sounds kind of fresh because you don't hear that. That sound isn't something that you're hearing very commonly. Now, if we threw back to, you know, 90s, early 90s, then you go, yeah, this is like fits into the vein of everything else that's out there. But I think we do it well. That's that's one thing, too. We do that well. Yeah. And it is really cool to hear refreshed versions of some old classics like Bottomless Pit. Yes. And I mean, and that was one that we really initially wrestled with, but we didn't. It wasn't too much of a, a battle. Like I said, we, we became a better band. And I think we had all the puzzle pieces that fit together perfectly with the addition of Pete Mittler. And Pete Mumford, who's been in our drummer for the past 20 years, is just one of the best drummers in punk rock. And he just is. And having those two as the folks keeping time, and then Ken can write just some great songs. We're playing our classics like Bottomless Pit, which is, I mean, you hear stick your neck out that song comes on as the opening track it's a classic hit you go that's great but we've been playing it and it's like boy we sound way better we're playing this way better we're playing it a little different and it's like we should record that and there was a point where we thought we had actually had lost the masters to stick your neck out and to heavyweight and so we were like well we got to consider re-recording some of these songs because we're we're playing as a a band that's the bow weevils but the bow weevils 2.0 and we should re-record these songs because they sound way better than we sounded before but what we're doing is we're updating who we are and we're, it's our coming out party again to say, here's the Bowie Bowl. And having that song, which is one of our classics, kind of updated to now, I think epitomizes how far we've come. At least that's my opinion. That's my humble opinion. Daryl, I really appreciate your time today. Again, this has been Mick in conversation with Daryl of Chicago Legends, The Bull Weevils. They have a new record out as of May 5th. It's called Essential, and it is out on Red Scare Records. Thanks again for your time today, Daryl. I appreciate it, Mick. It was so great. Thank you. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.